As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a live edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Tim Kawakami after another Warriors win. Uh, Actually, for a large chunk of this Sixers game at home, their worst performance of the season, down 19, which was their largest deficit, uh, at home. Sixers on the uh, 13th day of a 13-day road trip uh, without their three best players, if we are still assuming Ben Simmons is employed by them, which he technically is. No Joel Embiid or Tobias Harris either. Down 19, uh, but then they come back and win by 20. Draymond Green, fourth foul, comes out, by the way, when they're down 18, I think, or 17. Um, and then, you guess what? <laughs> Warriors come back, and you knew they had a run in them, and you, you, you knew the Sixers were going to be tired at the end of it. So I never thought they were out of it, but it, they show you. The Warriors keep showing you that they can just start rolling out different players. They put out and want to kind of Anderson and they throw out, you know, and things change because of his intensity. This is a, <laughs> this is an impressive team doing impressive things. Now, obviously beating the Sixers at the end of road trip without Embiid and Tobias Harris is, you know, what it is, what it is, but the fact that they can do it like this and they keep doing it, they do it. They're just piling up these wins. It, it is the, the sign of a very, very, very good team. I mean, I think we keep saying it, but this is how you show that you're an excellent team in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, because, like, I don't even think it was that good of a performance, really. You know, it's like they turned a 19-point deficit into a 20-point win, uh, and I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> that's what should have happened, yeah. basically, is yeah. what I'm saying. And, and that it does show you where they're at right now. Again, 16-2, ninth straight, double-digit win at home. Uh, you know, mostly against bad competition, but still, I mean, like, you know, the league is about beating these type of teams in these type of scenarios, and and – if they had gone, if they go down nineteen and they they lose by eight, um, we would be talking tonight like, eh, you know, like they were do a clunker. They're fifteen and three; doesn't really matter, and it wouldn't have mattered. But they keep piling this up these wins. This is how you win more than fifty games. Is you? This was a clunker. I think we can say it's a clunker, and they win by going away. What? You know, this is how you do that. Again, nobody's saying that they're going to win a championship because they beat the Sixers without Embiid, but. This is one they could have thrown away, and this and is like one. This is a one seed win. This yeah, is a exactly. one seed in the this conference. Is, this win. is not 
1819 Warriors. This is the 1516 Warriors. Well, I guess Warriors fans don't want to hear that one too much, but uh, that was a very good season. 1450, yeah. maybe. 1450, much better. Like this is this is what a sixty win team does. Again, I don't know that they're going to win sixty, but they're you know what are they? They're they're like twenty percent of the way now. <laughs> so like this is beginning to just get impressive by the compilation of it, by just the adding up of things and, and the firepower that you see, and the firepower that we know they don't have yet. And they didn't have Andre and they don't have Iguodala in this game, but obviously they will have him at some point. And then they have Clay and Wiseman, and they keep talking about it. They, I mean, as animated an Andrew Wiggins as I've seen in a while. Maybe he was as animated in the Minnesota Since game. But you I, were I, asking I, him about vaccines back in the day. <laughs> yes, he was smiling. He was relaxed, uh, and he's saying, "You know what? We got Clay and Wiseman coming." Like they are, they feel they feel this right Andrew now. Andrew Wiggins, I don't know if he's just like getting hyped up off Draymond Green press conferences, but he was like almost trying to like make definitive statements. And I asked him about Poole, he's like, "Yeah, Poole's gonna be a problem." I was like, "Okay." And then he was like, "Yeah, when we get Clay and Wiseman back, we're gonna be scary." Draymond, that's what he is. Yeah, I was like, "Those Draymond press conferences." I was like, "I feel like Andrew Wiggins is sitting in the locker room on IG, being like, wow, Draymond can just say this stuff.' Like, so can I go up there and like say we're awesome and like it's okay?" The Minnesota didn't like that. Now I can say it. Uh, he, he was good. I mean, like relaxed, and sixteen and two will do that. And he played good. Like he played good tonight. He has played good many nights in a row, uh, and maybe he's feeling that too. Like you know, this is just where this is where I want to be in my career. This is the the the, the team, the place, the moment. And Kerr kept talking about how many times he talked about how. Wiggins started off the energy in the third quarter by picking up Maxi and, and, and making it harder for Maxi. Clearly, it's true. I mean, I mean, again, he wasn't shutting him down, but he was making it hard. And GP2 comes in and, and helps out with there. And JTA's coming. Like, they just have these multifaceted ways to come at teams. And that's going to help them when they play better teams, obviously, because you can keep coming at them and maybe you play better, right? I mean, you don't need, maybe you don't stink up the first quarter, which they did tonight. And maybe Steph Curry scores, what did he score, 23, 24, whatever it was? 25, he yeah. finished one point ahead of uh, Seth, who was go. good. Seth's yeah, just Seth's good, good now. Seth's a good player. Seth's a good player. He's better than I thought he would. When he was with the Warriors, I did not think he was going to be this good. But, um, you know, this is, this is how, uh, you know, again, a layered deep strength and number if you want to say it team rolls out to a 60 win season i think we're seeing this it's hard to deny it to deny it right now i mean we're just seeing it yeah no doubt um i think pretty firm you know if the health stays like they're they're a really good regular season team now playoff flaws uh you know you can see within it there are times tonight where the offense is just ugly and it's like you know there was there was jta looney front lines out there and uh, but again, I, I mean, as you know, they threw a little, little, um, you know, funky defensive stuff or something, and it takes the ball out of his hands, and it's tough. And you got some length, you know, but they have counters to it. They do have counters to it, and they didn't show them in the first quarter, but they sure showed in the third quarter. Typical Warriors third quarter that, that you know they've got some pressure releases if they just trust it. And Otto Porter making the threes, as Kerr said, was huge. Was like he he didn't make those threes in the in the first half. <laughs> they might they might have just been blown out. Because nobody else was making anything. We could talk about this. An, another nothing performance out of Bielitsa. Nothing performance out of him. I'm you know, trying to figure out what is the connection between these nothing performances. Probably, you know, it's more like it's like scrambling defense. It's like when he feels sped up, 
he doesn't want to put the shot. That well, one when he was know. wide open on the on the wing was unbelievable that he wouldn't shoot it. I'm just I am curious about Bielitsa in a playoff atmosphere. Yep. Yep. You know, you talk about sped up physical game, but you know at the same time, one of his probably his best performance of the year was opening night against a Laker team that I understand we're learning the flaws of that Laker team. But like Davis was great that night. LeBron was good. It was in Staples. They were playing very physical and like. Beely to fit that game. Crypto, I don't, crypto whatever. Not until Christmas, <laughs> all right? Not until Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, we'll see. It's small sample, though, beginning to be a larger sample that when the game is a little tougher and it's sped up and there's some length around, he doesn't like pulling that shot, and that's something to watch. Again, having watched some players who who don't love that, even if they're thought to be shooters, it's something to watch. And he clearly, Kerr is responding to it by not playing in the back-to-back second halves. Uh, in you know, that's that's the coach telling you what's happening. But yeah. it's the minutes that tell you what's happening. For sure. But, I mean, look, Bielita was awesome in Cleveland and closed. He yeah. played, like, the, almost the whole fourth quarter. And, like, you know, his metrics are really good when yes, he's been on the are. floor this year. They're so good defensively. It's amazing. I'm, yeah, that is the, uh, right now, the, uh, you know, strength of this team is, is the fact that, you know, you could – Andre Iguodala hasn't played in four games, and, like, we know he hasn't. We're reporting he hasn't. So, obviously – but, like, it's not like when the game is going on, you're like, man, Andre, like, yeah. where is he? Because um, they got yeah. JTA, and they got Peyton, and they got other guys they can throw out there. Um, you know, this – and Draymond, you know, maybe not tonight, but most nights is just dominant, you know, defensively. Draymond had that Lobos tequila the last couple of days, <laughs> and, and he looked a little bit more – a little slower. A little reachy, a little grabby, but – Hey, you know what? They win <laughs> and, and through all this. Like we're saying this, like we're talking them and we're saying these things about it wasn't that impressive. And they're 16 and 2, and their point differential is only expands. And they're setting, you know, all kinds of records if they hold up for, you know, net rating, point difference. Their defensive yeah. ratings now, once again, under 100, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, I wanted to talk about Poole. Uh, he's, you know, it's been such a roller coaster of an early season for him, which was like, Really great opening night, immediate bad slump, huge hot streak where he went 31, 26, 25 points uh, it, right when the, they needed it during that first home or that big homestand, then drops into another big slump, and then now is emerging back out of it. Uh, he had a couple 30-point games recently. He won the game in Detroit for them without Curry. And then tonight, um, you know, I think he finished with like maybe 17, 19, but just like smart plays, patient plays, some of the passes, six assists. I'm going to put some of the passes in my postgame story because we've seen it. He has vision and he has an ability to make really flashy passes when he's actually looking to pass. And again, it's going to be up and down for him. We know in this, you know, third season, but really first season as a feature player. Uh, but there's some maturity to this, like, latest batch of games. I, I would agree. You know, and especially as we look towards what's going to happen when Clay comes back. I mean, that's that's the guy you would first circle and say, okay, he's going to lose his starting spot for sure eventually when Clay's back in the starting spot. And then where do you find his minutes? You have to take a look. And we know he has, you know, a lot of talent. We know he can score the ball. But defensively, there's some issues. And so is, that, is he going to lose – five minutes a game, ten minutes a game. I don't know. But what I thought was important about tonight, and, and you asked Steph about it, is that Poole is playing well with Steph lately. That had not happened. I mean, I wrote about that. Their numbers together weren't that good this season. They were very yeah, good last great, season. Right? Very good last season. I think they're best, the best combination uh, of high-minute tandem. 
this season it had not been the case. And you could see moments where Kerr was splitting him. But I think part of this new Curry rotation was maybe to get him some minutes away from Poole, split those up a little bit. But now, like, if they're moving the ball back and forth, bap, 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 and one of them's open and then shoots it and the other one has it and pushes it, push it down the court and flips it to the other, flips it back, which we saw tonight, that's when, okay, Jordan Poole should get minutes with Steph. For a while there, I wasn't sure. Uh, I thought GP2 and Steph, which is a good combination, might might be the one that takes some minutes away from Poole just because, can I mean, I'm looking up now going, where, why aren't they playing Peyton? Like, I'm literally thinking that in my head, and that – I have, you know, that doesn't normally happen with a guy who has bounced around as much as he has. But I, I then thinking, well, wait a minute, so Maxie's doing this. Where's Peyton? Uh, and you know, I don't think he played a ton tonight, but again, probably fourteen good minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, and he, you know, he's coming off this hernia thing. Yeah. They clearly bothered me. Missed the last game because he did of miss it. a couple threes. I, I, I've been saying for a while. I, I figure that's going to not a that, believer in yeah, the yeah, three point that, shot. That's huh? not going to be something that you can count on. That's all right if he takes them. Just take them. And you know, make one out of four, two out of four. You know, just do one, do one of those things and get to thirty-four percent. That'll be fine. He's he's going to be wide open, but I would not expect him to to uh, to be a also be a thirty-eight percent three-pointer. I do not expect that. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Uh, you know, JTA, probably the uh, the turbo charge of the game. He flips it again. It, to me, it was similar, different game than the Cleveland game. But the Cleveland game, he was he had been completely out of the rotation. Uh, wasn't in the first half rotation, so he wasn't scripted at all in the game. They were sluggish. Uh, you know, Kerr had tried Kaminga in the first half and went away from that, you know, in the second half. And Cleveland went to JTA, and he, you know, really changed the energy of that game. Tonight... You know, Juan was a little bit more a part of the script, but guess what? We didn't see Kaminga in the second yeah. half, and we saw a lot of JTA who ends up playing, I think, 24 minutes. He's a plus 21. He had 13 points on 6-6 six six shooting. It was mostly, you know, like slips and fake DHOs to the rim, you know, just JTA type stuff. Uh, six assists, six rebounds, I believe he had. Um, but beyond just, like, statistics, it's it's just what he injects into a lifeless regular season performance. Yeah. Well, I, Steph said something really interesting. I just asked him in general, like, does he, does he indeed give you guys energy? And Steph said he gives them energy because they appreciate how important it is to JTA to play well, to be, a, you know, to rise everyone else with a performance level. And, you know, as Steph said, like, other people can skill you. Like, they can, like, oh, my God, this, you know, Jordan Poole, he's got so much skill. Of course he's going he's gonna to produce something. Other, you know, Andrew Wiggins, we can go through the people with their first-round draft picks. JTA, clearly not a first-round draft pick. But I could, what he radiates to the other players is that I need to perform. I need to help out. 
I want it so badly. And that's interesting. As someone, you know, I write a lot about lottery picks. That's what I, Marcus makes fun of me for that. But I, lottery picks win and lose championships. No question. But the supporting players who give them support are, are really important. And we're seeing that out of JT. Just the way it affects the other players. And, and Peyton the second in another way. I mean, he didn't grow up with the background that JTA had, different background, but the same, you know, bounced around the league. Who knows? Does he Is he really going to NBA player? And I think that energy and that will does affect Draymond. Well, Draymond has it too, but in a different way. But Steph, Clay, Andre, like they feel this, you know, just co- constant, you know, they feel like they've got to produce. They have to produce, and they have to show why they belong on the floor, and that affects the game. Yeah, because, look, 13 minutes for them on a, whatever it is, a Wednesday in November is a lot more important to their NBA lives than it is for Steph Curry, Draymond. You know, Draymond, yeah, you know, historically he's made his career as a, out of a high-energy guy, but, you know, Draymond can have a nice night drinking some Lobos tequila and come out and, and, and uh, you know, float through the first half for a while. And guess what? You know, that's not going to affect his NBA livelihood. No, it will not. No, it will not. So, uh, it, you know. I'd go more Modelo. Modelo is what I would go there. But uh, No, that's Draymond's sponsored tequila. Yeah, he's Instagramming it out. That's why I keep <laughs> shouting it out. Uh, he's getting free pub from the Warriors All-82 podcast. Uh, Otto Porter's at nine threes yeah. in the last two games. I mean, uh, Kerr mentioned post game was kind of – they say he's getting more athletic because he's working with their training staff. I don't know. Maybe by middle of the season, Otto Porter will look even a little bit more like the – you know, they'll break out some of the stiffness and it'll help more. To me, he is what he is tonight, uh, you know, a 20-minute max player, but he gets hot. You know, he looks – how good does he look when they do one of those, you know, just quick little screen and, you know, pick and pop with him and Steph, they fling it over to him. And if he's rising up on an open wing three, like you're like, oh, that's probably good. They're looking for him. They're, I mean, they clearly are looking for him on a team with Steph Curry, you know, so that – and even Jordan Poole. And that does tell you. And you do feel like the, the, the crowd's going, ooh, when he, when Otto Porter goes up for a three. Uh, on a, Again, in a team that has Steph Curry on it, it's it's – it is a uh, hugely important thing for them. We, we wrote about it all offseason. The offense had no spacing last season. Otto Porter is somebody who can play with Steph Curry. And, and I, I'd be curious how many minutes he's playing with Steph. I think it's most of his minutes are with Steph. Just to space it out, to be that answer, the pressure release. Uh, and, you know, he's, a, I think, a career 41 three-point shooter. I mean, he's well, a good – just yeah. like the confidence he yeah, shoots it with, yeah. too, right? It's just like the way he, he just, like, yeah. puts it up. And then when he hits it and he's kind of doing the three thing down the court, you're like, <laughs> that guy just, like, he's, he's, he just feels that shot. I didn't know he was as good a three-point shooter. I mean, I, the stats t- tell you he was. But, like, this he's a good three-point shooter. Like, and it's not just the corner. He's not just, you know, he's not, you know, one of those guys where, okay, Covington, you just got to go to the corner and that's it. Like he's a guy who can hit it anywhere on, on on the line, and he's what we always say: you get that kind of space when you play with Steph, and you should just be able to put it up. And again, he's putting him up. Bielitsa is not putting him up. That, can, there's a major difference yeah. between those two. And you could tell Porter's not ever going to shrink from no, the shot no. because he like he has the extreme confidence in the shot now. I think there are matchups potentially down the road that, that he might be played off the floor because I think he has some of the Bielita defensive yeah, problems. Like, like they can't put him on wings, right? They they, they don't. But they he's put a him on, stretch yeah. five, yeah, really. He's a four, wing, stretch yeah, four, yeah, five. He's a big. Yeah, he's a big. He's not, which is 
you know, he's big enough in this league, yeah, you know, six, yeah, in, in this, in this league, he's a big, so he's basically playing power forward, I think, and sometimes he's playing center. So that's okay. In this world, that's why you kind of go, okay, now do, you, do they really need Kaminga and Wiseman when an Otto Porter is playing the five? Well, but that's, they, a whole other, that's, that's a whole other type of basketball. Well, that's oh. also a whole other era of basketball <laughs> in 2024-25. I don't know if Porter will be around here. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, look, this is certainly not a, uh, a segment I want to get into fully, but they don't necessarily need James Wise. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, I think if Kaminga is better than the last few games and, and like he was in the previous like three games, they actually don't need him. Now, Wiseman. Now, would he, would Wiseman, if he's starting and is punching down some of those shots that Looney is kind of trying to flip around and makes some of them, but misses a lot of them, is Wiseman is really good in that and can give you the same stuff as Looney? Defensively, then yeah, he's better and, and would be very good for them. But they don't need him. And we don't. Yeah, again, we don't talk a ton about. But they they don't really. Need. That's what will come. He's like, I'm thinking, ah, uh, maybe you see Wiseman at the end, of, at the beginning of next season, uh, because I you know mean, they need they need to develop yes, him. Yes. But this current now concoction right now, Looney, you yeah. know, again, it, injuries are going to change, and you know, Kerr's not going to commit to any. I asked him about the rotation. When Clay and Wiseman come back, and he wisely did not uh, go to bite on that because he doesn't have to. You know, why, why deal with it in, when you before you have to? I'm sure they're thinking about it though, uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I do think that Wiseman and Kaminga are pretty much not going. I mean, I would love to see them together. I've written this a couple of times. I'd love to Santa see them together. Cruz, yeah, but Santa yeah, Cruz. I don't think they're going to play together on this team this season. So. Do you need two of those guys? I mean, they're going to have, like, 13, 14 players. So they're going to, like, have a couple, one or two really good players inactive. It's good. M- Moses Moody, Damian Lee, somebody's going to be inactive every single night when they're all healthy. Damian Lee was, like, oh. one of the best bench players in basketball the first, you know, 10 days of the season. Uh, and, you know, he's the shot has left him. He's had a couple bumps and bruises. He missed a few games. The shot has now you know, like I said, it has left him. So he's he's fringe rotation at yeah. this point, and that's just like the weird, you know, part of this bench situation where the, you know JTA talking about post game. It's deep. It's deep. You know, a week ago we're talking about like Kaminga's about to muscle his way into some minutes. Yeah. Now tonight it's like JTA's taking him back. I just I will tell you how well Peyton is playing. That he is forced his way into the rotation, and I think he's in the rotation uh, on this level of team. With these players, and I think if he again, he might if he takes a dip, it's a different thing. But if he's playing like this when Clay comes back, I don't think Gary Payton's getting out of the rotation. I think other people are got to go to the rotation. He just gives you too much. He gives you too much working with Steph. He gives you too much working with Draymond. And you know, again, t- Maxi's playing great. Okay, boom, you put Payton on him. Damian Lillard, boom, you put Payton on him. I didn't see that value in him going into the season. He has played it. And, again, on this deep of a team, this, he still fought his way to – he should get 15 minutes every game. And, man, that's that's a tribute to what he's been doing. The Warriors are 16-2. and two. They played the Blazers, who lost to Alvin Gentry, Sacramento <laughs> Kings, tonight in Sacramento. Where do you – can you guess who the closing – front court that won the Sacramento Kings the game tonight. 
Uh, Recon Holmes. No, Rashawn Holmes was not the closing center. The closing center was a recent Golden State Warrior. Uh, Marquise, I don't even know who it would be there. Damian Jones. Oh my God, yeah. Damian Jones had a poster dunk on (laughs) Nurkic. And the four man who hit a corner three. Marvin Bagley was oh, in the rotation. Yeah, I, I, the I would the, not the have, Kings yeah. were closing with Bagley at the four, yeah. Damian Jones at the five. Fox had been ejected. Okay. Uh, Davion Mitchell had a good game, yeah. and they and they they got off the Schneid. The Sacramento Kings they showing some life. Uh, more to my point, the Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> I could have guessed a long time of without coming up those names. By the way, um, the Blazers aren't playing that good, uh, particularly away from home. They've been bad this season. Um, so again, very winnable game, which would make it a three and zero home stand, which would make. The them 17 and 2 uh with going into what will be an interesting road trip at clippers at suns before they play the suns back here uh i will be at staples center i can still call it that probably the you last time that. i'll you be at staples center, center on Sat- sunday afternoon um i'm really looking forward to phoenix phoenix though phoenix phoenix is like they get swept in that then we have to take a lot of reconsideration split would be an honest thing to look at if they sweep the suns anthony slater they sweep the Suns. What call? What, what's the what's the headline of your call? <laughs> they sweep the Suns. I'm saying they are the fa- they are the favorite to come out of the West. I still love Milwaukee. I mean, I know the Bucks haven't been playing great. I still love their depth and what the but. So I'm not going to say the Warriors would be the title favorites, although they would not be out of the list of title favorites. But if they go back to back over the Suns, I just don't think I don't think they fear Utah in a playoff series. I just don't think they do. Especially if they have home court. So if they go, if they prove that they're better than the Suns right now, back to back, they're the Western Conference favorites. Period. And they might be right now. They might be. The Suns are very good, though, Slater. They are, as you know, they are I think, very. I think good. Four, might be up to fourteen in a row. They've yeah, won. They're really good. Uh, yeah. No. And they're, they're good in a way that I, I couldn't quite can't quite put my finger on it. But don't they just feel like a team that's going to give the Warriors trouble? They just do. They do to me. Yeah. I mean, look, they they have a really well put together starting lineup, and that is their biggest thing. It's Chris Paul at point. You know, uh, Devin Booker's the two. Great scoring, too. Can, he's just a great player. Like, probably a top 20 player at this point. Mikael Bridges is a great three-man. Yep. Uh, Jay Crowder is, like, your your, your modern-day tough four. Mm-hmm. And then DeAndre Aiden, as he proved in the playoffs, uh, can play big and small. You know, he can play against small lineups. That's where their, you know, uh, matchup, particularly to the Warriors, is interesting. They have a center who... Has survived in the playoffs against smaller lineups. Now he's never survived against the Warriors' small lineup. But again, those are conversations for for deeper days. But yes, Phoenix is built well, and you know the bench isn't. It's not like they have a huge drop off either. Yeah. You know they have a few good bench. They don't players. go to Frank Rukowski anymore. Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky actually had thirty one. Kaminsky not Frank Kaminsky actually had thirty one in the game the yeah. other day because Aiden actually missed a, a batch of these games. The Javale is back. Yeah, Javale yeah. was starting for Aiden, who okay. who missed a few games, okay. but. Um, they're good. Campaign has been resuscitated yes, there. Was yes. great in the playoffs. Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson was a great I like, pick. I like Cam Johnson a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So, uh, yeah, they're they're a really good team. And all the Warriors have beat Chris Paul in the playoffs before, so that might happen again. I just the Warriors, the Warriors. That's the spot they're in. They could get swept. We'll write about it, but it's not a you know a major loss. They split. It's fine. They sweep them. We're, we're talking to you. going to say something he might regret if, if they, they sweep him. Dot, dot, dot. Let's just leave it like that. Dot, dot, dot. All right, dot, dot, dot. We'll talk to you at some point in these uh, next few games. Yep.
Omaha. Omaha.